the big update, if you're not following it, it is uh, in one race in Georgia, the Democrat is one. In the other race, it's too close to call, although Decision Desk HQ has called it, and they've got a real good track record with calling these things and being accurate. They've called it for the Democrat also. They say it, the Democrats take control, 50-50 tie. Kamala Harris will be the breaking vote. Chuck Schumer will be the majority leader. The uh, committees will be run by the various Democrats. Um, so we'll see. And then the almost 100% inevitable midterm backlash. Mm-hmm. And watch one or both houses might change. Which, which always happens. I think it will be exceptional this time around since the votes weren't pro-Biden to start with. Right. And he might croak. And then we've got the <laughs> utterly, uh, just the, the nauseating Kamala Harris, and the, the backlash could be enormous. The Republicans have won 428 House seats <laughs> and now hold 88 seats in the Senate. Actually, actually that's impossible because of the way the elections work. But uh, anyway, you see my point. Hey, uh, Sean, I'm, I'm an idiot. You knew that. Uh, but I meant to ask you for clip number 31. Can we hit that, please? Listen, I'm, I'm very proud of the people of Georgia. Uh, what they did last night. Uh, was stunning. When you think about the arc of our history, uh, they are sending uh, an African-American preacher, pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, where Dr. King served, young man um, uh, who is uh, the son of a Jewish uh, immigrant uh, in John Ossoff to the United States Senate. And this at a time in which there are uh, fault lines that are pe- that certain people are trying to stir up in our country. At a time we can least afford uh, for that kind of division. So that's Raphael Warnock. He's the uh, the preacher who beat uh, old Kelly Leffler there in Georgia. He's one of the Democrats, and the other guy probably is going to win too. But I-, I was struck by a couple of things. It all came together in my head listening to that clip the first time we played it. Here he is talking about people wanting to sow divisions and the rest, but he's he's proud of the people of Georgia. He mentions he he preaches at uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, uh, church. Uh, and, and I'd like to sit down and, and talk with him. All right, first of all, there's a gigantic shrine to Martin Luther King Jr. on the National Mall. There's a black guy, got elected president, two terms. I mean, just a cup of coffee ago. You just got elected. The son of Jewish immigrants just got elected. And yet you're saying in this terrible, racist, horrible country, it's amazing because he is, he's a, he's a pretty far left, uh, really harsh, uh, racial justice preaching guy. And at some point you got to ask, well, when are, when are we going to have a fair society? If it ain't, you know, giant shrines on malls and the president and you're getting elected and then the rest of it and all the white people in Georgia or Democrats voted for you, they don't care. Uh, it's just extraordinary to me. And I was looking at a couple other things. Um. Uh, first of all, why don't we start with Chicago? Ended the uh, the year with 769 homicides. It's almost a record. It would have been a record, except that trauma surgeons have gotten so good at saving uh, gunshot victims in in Chicago that um, the 4,033 people who got shot resulted in merely 769 deaths. Um, that 400 4,033 is up almost. 1,500 from the previous year. And then I was looking at this chart, the median U.S. household income for selected black or African uh, American and African groups. This is household, this is bottom line. This is how you're doing financially. 
And uh, they just Africans in general who are immigrants to the U.S. Uh, the uh, household incomes around forty nine grand. Moroccans are fifty. Uh, you jump up to West Indians at sixty one grand. I'm I'm skipping around here, but up to uh, Barbadians, uh, folks from Barbados, is around sixty five grand. The Guyanese folks are making about sixty eight grand. The Ghanaian people are making sixty nine grand. U.S. born black people are down at $43,000, almost $44,000. So in the case of like the Ghanaians, the Guyanese, the Egyptians, the Nigerians, they're, those people are making 50% more per capita than black or African American people born in this country. Yeah, I've always found those stats amazing. So what does that mean? Well, you know, the, the quick and dirty analysis is, well, the the, uh, the racism isn't holding back those people nearly as much as other people, even though they might even have funny accents and aren't from around here. I think the answer to that from the woke crowd will be, well, there's a uh, the historical inequities, the uh, the historical debt, the damage done by black, to black people by slavery and Jim Crow and the rest of it. And you know what? They have a point. It's a horrifying period in our history. It yielded some terrible results that, that at least in part, I'm going to be generous here intellectually, at least in part might be holding African Americans back in the way that African African Americans aren't being held back. But here's where I part with those people. And I'm going back to the Chicago thing. What specifically are the pathologies caused by slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, etc. What do you mean specifically? Do you mean uh, fatherless children? Do you mean an attitude that hard work won't get you ahead when the Ghanaian, Guyanese, and Egyptians, and West Indians, and Barbadians, and British West Indians, and Jamaicans, and Haitians, and Ethiopians are proving that a lie? So, propensity for violence, not prizing education. What What do you mean specifically? Because to me, if you're just going to engage in this highfalutin talk about historical inequities, you're throwing Band-Aids on things. Here's, here's an idea. This is crazy. This is revolutionary. It's probably racist or white fragility or, or something. How about we have a giant program where we say if you have a kid, you raise a kid. That would cut the black prison population by 50% in the next 25 years. If it were at all successful. How about a, a giant program saying, you know why Asian people are so damn successful, even though they're, they're a, a, an immigrant population or a minority? The Chinese people horribly exploited during the railroad period, for instance. You know why they do so well? Because they work really hard. Why are we not hearing, why are we not addressing the specific pathologies instead of just talking in general uh, about, uh, you know, historical inequities? I don't know. I wish we could get to that conversation someday. Um, we're not you're, close. You're blaming the victim. When I'm not blaming anybody. I, if, if a guy walks in with blood squirting out of his arm, I'm not blaming him to say, oh, uh, he, he, uh, uh, he backed into a bandsaw. Okay, I'm just diagnosing. When are we going to have the the honesty and the courage to do that? Uh, Well, you know, the answer, and this is getting a little long, and I apologize for that, but the answer is people derive power from creating these uh, these crises or these uh, uh, these stories of injustice. If you can get somebody 
to be the good guy and somebody to be the bad guy, then you can get power by giving to the good guy and, and taking and punishing the bad guy. You don't get nearly as much power by empowering people to fix their own lives. But someday, maybe, maybe. Well, uh, kind of on that topic, and then we'll move on to aggressive squirrel attacks, which we need to get to. Finally. Um, a school district that I'm familiar with. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. One more thing. Um, all of those uh, those groups uh, that I mentioned, all of those different Af- African heritages and immigrants and all, um, three quarters of them are higher median income that are higher than the median income for white male Americans. Absolutely, three quarters of those immigrant groups. Yep. Back to you. Um, but over time, like the second generation, come back down to native-born standards. Why? Learn the lazy American way, I guess. I don't know. Why can't we be honest about that? That happens with uh, like kids from uh, India and all that sort of stuff, too. The first generation just kills it, and then the next generation kind of slides into like the regular other kids from born in the United States. Third generation? Radio DJs. My son got a, uh, he had a score on one of his papers yesterday that he didn't think was very good, and I... Uh, and I said, that's an 84%. I said, that's a solid B. I've been shooting for a B my whole life. That's all you need. See, that's not. That's probably not good. I think you just, re- that is why the second generations. Yeah, because the, uh, the, 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 the people coming from India. No, you got to get an A. What do you do getting a B? Well, get out of here. You're, what, you're getting out your Nintendo. Put that down. Get to your room and study. We're not going to have any Bs in this house. Right. Now, this is probably not true of the school your kids are going to, which I know a little about, but uh, A is the new B. I mean, if you're a B student, you get uh, A's that's, now. It is, that, that is not true at the new school he's at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely true. That, that has been eye-opening also. How about the old one? Uh, yeah, absolutely at the old one. Yeah. 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 No doubt about it. Um, speaking of a uh, school district that I'm aware of, and I'll keep this short, uh, I'd gotten an email. So this is a school district where kids have not done any in-classroom learning and aren't going to this year, and the schools didn't even apply for the waiver. They're so committed to distance learning. Right. And put out an email the other day in which they were very happy with their fundraising and how much money they were able to raise with some fundraiser and this and that, and what they did with their money. There's no mention in this email, by the way, at all of the disaster that is distance learning or our plan to get kids back in the classroom. It's just all about how we raise this much money, and we've, and we've decided we're going to provide 100 copies of the anti-racist book by Dr. Kendi to the schools so we can begin our anti-bullying and anti-racism training for the kids. Oh, good. How do you like that? So the kids can't come and learn, and they're miserable, and they're not learning. In fact, we're not even going to address that as an issue, but we did raise some money so we can buy the Your Kids a Racist book, which is going to make things much worse than they've ever been in our nation's history. Well, right. not not all the way back, but in recent years. Yeah, yeah. That's just fantastic. Just oh, my God. I'll tell you what, I don't want to bring anybody down, but if if the forces of division have the media and the schools, we're in for a hell of a fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, or or we're just going to get overwhelmed. You're in for a hell of a fight if you run into these particular squirrels too. There are aggressive squirrels in a particular neighborhood. We've got the full team coverage of that story on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The arm. 
Armstrong and Getty Show. It was so fast. He had his claws out. It's not like he was jumping and jumping away. He was there. Just basically runs up my leg and I'm like, okay, squirrel, what are you doing? He either bit me or scratched me on, on my neck and then I must have like reached over or do something and next thing I know, it's an MMA cage match and I'm losing. I try to shake it off, but I can't. The squirrel has claws cling onto your um, winter jacket. When we have to leave the house, we have to carry mom's homemade pepper spray to make sure. Because <laughs> if the squirrel comes at us, then we spray it. Mom has homemade pepper spray. Wow. Aren't you, That's Laura a, Ingalls Wilder? It's resourceful. Uh, residents in Queens, New York, have reported at least five attacks from aggressive squirrels since late November. I saw aggressive squirrels on their last tour, but the singer couldn't hit the high notes. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. One woman had to go to the emergency room after her hand was bitten. Others have said they're afraid to walk in their own neighborhoods. Uh, do they have any Just idea? The squirrel, going right? Weighs a couple ounces. Has anybody got any idea why this is happening? Uh, why squirrels have turned against humanity? No. No, I don't. Uh, I, I have a friend who looks just like me, and his name is Joe, whose uh, property was being destroyed by squirrels, and he shot their ass. Have they considered that? <laughs> of course, like all of our stories on the air, that is entirely made up for your entertainment. Absolutely. Um, uh, the Georgia races, big deal. Two races yesterday. One decided, went to the Democrat. Other ones still not decided, although it has been called by Decision Desk HQ for the Democrat. Breitbart just called it for the Democrat. Okay. It's, it's likely over then, right? Breitbart yeah, is not so. going to call it for the Democrat unless it's over. Unless, you know, unless it's so close, they're going to wait for all of the military ballots to appear from overseas because there was apparently some sort of delay given the clogged mails these days. Man, things are going to get interesting to watch now. There's going to be a lot of pressure from a certain segment of Democrats to say, look, we got the presidency, the House, and the Senate. Where's my new Green Deal? Where's my, here's the big one right off the bat, where's my canceling student loan debt? Mm, right. Where's my major? Well, you kind of refer to this, although the New Green Deal, I, I must point out again, is a new deal that has a green component. It is socialism come to America happens to have a climate thing. But putting that aside, there could be major, major crackdowns on the internal combustion engine, the car industry, and, and commuting, and God knows, what, exorbitant taxes, mileage taxes, that sort of thing, and just taxes in general. A judge has ruled that polymorous life... It's polyamorous life. Polyamorous? Polyamorous life. What did I say? Polymorous? Yeah. I don't know what that is. I dated her in high school. Uh, Polyamorous life. What would that be? Bit of an overbite, as I recall. What's a polyamorous... (laughs) What would that be? A polyamorous lifestyle. You got uh, uh, multi-partners. Multi-lovers. COVID rules do not inhibit a polyamorous lifestyle, according to a judge. Because there are some rules in Canada, how many... People from different households you can have under one roof. And here's some guy who's got a wife and a boyfriend, I guess, and kids. And uh, his ex-wife was saying they're breaking the COVID rules. But the judge said, no, a polyamorous life uh, gets around the COVID rules. So he can have the Can't make a law against love. Jack. Exactly. Love is love. Oh, well said. Well said by an idiot. Um, so I, the ex-wife was probably trying to get custody. Saying, look, the guy's got a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a, a you know, 
whatever. This is craziness. And the judge said, no, he gets to. It's possible that even before COVID, she wasn't thrilled that her kids are growing up in that household. Yes. Yeah, clearly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's just an effort to get the kids. <laughs> craziness. Uh, speaking of the vid and the uh, after effects, oh, Jack was talking earlier about Meanwhile, the news. that judge has a fishbowl full of car keys on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, we were talking about the new South African strain of the vid might be evading the vaccines. We're not entirely sure yet. That would be terrible. Yeah. That would also mean that if you've had it once, you could get this new kind. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. yeah how bad would that be? So all those cases that have happened around the world, you could get it again, this new strain. Airbnb is imposing a new requirement on travelers throughout Cal Unicornia to explain why they are booking rentals during the stay-at-home orders. The move follows a five-day shutdown of new reservations in the Lake Tahoe area by Airbnb last oh, week. Oh, man. I just dodged a bullet there because that's where I was, and I crossed over by one mile over to the Nevada side to avoid this problem. So you knew, you have a new attestation form where you have to attest that your stay is permitted within local guidelines, is essential, et cetera, et cetera. You need to swear and, and to fix your thumbprint and the rest of it. I've got essential badge and essential paperwork. I had to show it, I guess, to stay and then hide my kids' sleds. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. I almost bought the book, The Power of Positive Thinking, but I thought, oh, what the hell will that good will that do? Yeah. Um, One of my faves. That fits in with this story that I'm going to explain to you. Before I get to that, we should update you that uh, one race is decided in Georgia, Democrat won. Looks like the other one might be decided. All the big news sources are still saying it's too close to call, but a couple of organizations have called it for the Democrat. So we'll see. Yeah, you know, the Georgia Secretary of State's office said late yesterday uh, uh, that more than 40,000 military and overseas uh, voters received ballots, and only a fraction of them have been returned so far, and they're allowed to get there late. So more on that to come. So um, I don't know about other people, but, like, if I'm in a particularly despondent mood, happy talk just pisses me off so much, even though I believe in positive a positive attitude and positive thinking. I believe it's a better way to go, and all kinds of good things come from it. If I'm not there at the time, oh, God, I hate it. Yeah. Don't, well, don't. I believe in the positive power of negative thinking. <laughs> you go your way, I'll go mine. I'm reading this article, To the Well and Back, The Bleak Future of Positive Thinking. <laughs> well, that's a pessimistic view of positive thinking. Kind it of has no future. So apparently this was uh, tweeted early in the pandemic. This is like a month into the pandemic this was tweeted. If you don't come out of this quarantine with either one, a new skill, or two, starting what you've been putting off like a new business, or three, more knowledge, then you didn't ever lack time. You just lacked discipline. I remember mm. hearing that sort of thing early in the pandemic. Mm. It was your a, own business. It was, a tweet. <laughs> it was a tweet that spawned endless eye rolls, says writer Nora Salem. There are tons of Twitter users like this person out there, usually influencers or marketers who believe that almost exclusively in the cult of individual success and claim that the only route to it is paved with self-confidence and optimistic thoughts. This type of life coach 
wellness influencer or self-made entrepreneur has been part of the Twitterscape for many years, but most of the content they create is treated as non-controversial. This tweet, however, prompted uh, it promptly unleashed streams of criticism, probably because of the timing with the coronavirus going on. With most of the country less than a month into the lockdown and many unemployed sick or both, Americans were not in the mood to be told that they weren't hustling hard enough. It was one of the COVID era's first instances of Twitter users united in annoyance at unsolicited, unhelpful advice. Everyone, it seemed, agreed that simply surviving the uncertainty of the moment with their physical and mental health intact would be accomplishment enough. I don't need to learn a new language or pick up a piano or something like that. Well, and add to that, if you can keep your fiscal house from collapsing, that's a hell of an achievement, too, in a lot of uh, economic sectors, some more than others. The incident, though barely a drop in the deluge of fear, confusion, injustice, and despair of the spring and summer that followed, seemed like a signal that Americans were rethinking wellness culture and the toxic positivity associated with it. Toxic positivity? Yeah. Never heard that before. I've felt it before. I've felt it being around people just like, yeah, you're poisoning me with your positivity. <laughs> yeah. It's making well, me less positive right this moment, I guarantee you. You, cause, you called it happy talk. Uh-huh. You know, I'm reminded of Sean's oft-repeated bromide that uh, hope is not a plan. You know, you can be optimistic and understand it's going to be complicated. There will be set works and it's going to require setbacks rather, and it's going to require a great deal of work. That's different from it'll be okay. Everything's going to be fine. You can do it. Sunshine blown straight up your hiney. You know, that's sort of <laughs> all this is leading to or led to. Uh, in 2020, a podcast called The Dream, which I was unaware of, but we'll check out because season two is now out. Season one, they took on what, Sean? Uh, multi-level marketing uh, companies. The, the the things that are, they seem like pyramid schemes, but they they found a loophole to exist elsewhere. Yeah, and um, they're, they're always full of absolutely positive, if you just work hard enough, you can drive this yeah. Corvette and live in this house. Sure. Thing. And then yeah. this season is the... Uh, the the supplement industry, which supplement. operates in a weird kind of gray area outside of the FDA. The entire wellness industry is worth about $4.5 trillion a year globally. The entire industry. Uh, this San Francisco professor wrote a book called Muck Mindfulness. Remember when, <laughs> when mindfulness was all the craze and still is to a certain extent? And yeah. again, it's something that I agree in. I mean, at, at its at its core, it it makes sense. But the 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 drive by version of it is a bunch of crap. Mindfulness: How mindfulness became the new capitalist spirituality, which I find really uh, intriguing, and how these various uh, companies came up with mindfulness programs, which he believes is to get you to focus on your own misery and how you're the cause of your misery, and you'll ignore your company's problems. <laughs> which I wow. Think is, which I think is funny and may be true. Like, if, you're, if, you're not, if you're not achieving and getting happy and everything in your situation, it's, it's all about you. You need to really take a look at your attitudes and everything like that. It's not because you're doing three people's jobs and we've eliminated these, <laughs> all these various things from the company. Or that you're working you're, twice as hard for the same amount of money. Yeah, it's something with you. Or you're in some multi-level marketing scheme where your friends are going to hate you, and most people don't want these projects products anyway, and only one person out of 350 succeeds. But if you're one of the 349, you're it's because you're miserable. You're a bad person. 
anyway, kind of a tangent, but this is the, the most interesting part to me. In season two of this podcast, which focused on the intersection of wellness and marketing, among other re- revelations, the 10-episode season emphasized the complete lack of U.S. Food and Drug Administration regulation within the supplement industry. It's practically the Wild West when you come to supplements. And Ethan offered up a few pearls, for instance, divulging that Gwyneth Paltrow and Alex Jones sell the exact same dietary supplement under different names. I remember. We talked about this. Sex dust, if you buy it from Gwyneth. Super male vitality, if you buy it from Alex Jones. It's the same thing. (laughs) Yes. That is the most delightful thing I've heard probably in six months. Yeah, that's that's pretty fantastic. Uh, Promulgating messages of positivity. Uh, yeah. Well, again, like I said, I'm not, I, I've known people with good attitudes and I generally think I, I would like to have more of what you've got. I guess it's whether it's real or phony. I've well, known right. people that have the phony and I don't want to hear your phony. You can't back it up with any reason, positive outlook about this current situation. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I know just our experience in the radio industry through the years is our po- our brand of positive attitude is we're going to grind and work until it's successful. And your sunshiny cheerleader types think there's something wrong with us. We're g- our, I used to say our official mood is grim determination. But, you know, a lot of people can't take that. It, it strikes them as, I don't know, negativity or something. It just strikes me as realism. But Some situations are also just sucky. Yeah. This is a sucky situation. Now, right. we need to move beyond it. We need to, you know, we've we got to go a different direction. We need to put that behind us, all that sort of stuff. But don't try to tell me this isn't sucky. Right. That's we really can move maddening. to solutions if you want, but it still sucks. Well, sometimes there's no solution. Right. You just got to figure out a way to put it behind you or deal with it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, you know, the Happy Talk reminds me, and this is rather an odd transition, I get, but um, there's some major Kim Jong-un news. You remember when he was the biggest story on the planet? Now he might as well be, I don't know, uh, TV's uh, Bob Denver or something, some <laughs> obscure musician, the bass player from Mario Speedway. I mean, it, it's just nobody talks about him. Nobody cares. Nobody thinks about it anymore, even though nothing has changed. But there is major... Kim Jong-un news, and a really strange development in the hermit kingdom. I think you might find interesting if you're into the foreign policy like we are. I want to hear that. Ooh, Hillary Clinton has just trolled Mitch McConnell oh, no. by tweeting a reference where she calls him the House Minority Leader. Ooh, burn! She's uh, so <laughs> clever. So very <laughs> clever and entertaining. Oh, oh, my God. That whole world. I know. That whole world. I want. I want better algorithms that can read what I want to know and filter out the other stuff. For instance, how many times Monday did I see that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are dating? (laughs) I don't look for that kind of information. I don't go to sources that really emphasize that kind of information. But I still came across it like eight times. I need an algorithm that weeds out information like that. Yeah, I don't need to see it. That I don't need to nice. know these things. That would be nice. And all the news, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? All the news algorithms, uh, news curators that allegedly are going to help me find what I'm looking for, they're terrible. And anything? Do, terrible. do you want a little Twitter tutorial real quick? Yeah. So uh, if you're scrolling through tweets and there's a tweet that you don't want to see that sort of thing in your timeline again, in the top right there's a little drop-down arrow. You can click not interested in this tweet. That's telling the algorithm 
I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no then, idea of yeah, that. So then you can kind of train your own timeline. That's, I'll try that. That's how you create bubbles, so I don't tend to use that stuff too often. Um, but yeah, there is I a don't way wanna, to... I don't mind a bubble that eliminates celebrity dating gossip. <laughs> I'm okay with being in that bubble. Right. But I understand so what you, you mean. Like, so you don't want to know who Harry Styles is dating. If you're, if you're the sort of person that would do you know any positive news about Trump or any negative news about Trump... Yeah. You would uh, want to eliminate. Um, that, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna greatly warp your perception of what's uh-huh. actually going on. Yeah. That's interesting. So, major North Korean news in Kim Jong Un minute, and uh, also, is there hope for that last Republican Senate race based on military ballots? I'll okay. bring you the numbers. All right, that's next. The Jackson 5's I Want You Back is the best pop song in music history. Discuss. Uh, it's a really good one. That was, the, a, uh, that was a tweet from John Ossoff, who might be a senator now, if he won that race in Georgia, which is still up in the air. Somebody's going through his old Twitter feed. He has a lot of tweets about pop music. He uh, yeah. He's kind of a dork, it, it, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. He's tweeting his ass off. Come it's, on now. It's amazing, a different tweet. It's amazing how productive I can be when listening to the Rookie of the Year theme song. <laughs> what? A lot of these are from like 2012 and before. Yeah, they're way old. Wow. Um, he has like 10 tweets about the new Imagine Dragons album that came out, <laughs> which I love Imagine Dragons, but I haven't tweeted once about them. Huh. Um, that's funny. So I'm looking at the Ossoff-Purdue race, which is the one that a few uh, organizations have called in Georgia. The other one apparently won by old man Warnock over Kelly Leffler. Uh, it's about a 1.2% gap. She was a terrible candidate. Yes, yeah, she's she's very bad. Well, she had um, never won an election no, she before? No, she was appointed. Right, 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 okay. Yeah, she was just a major donor and... Uh, uh, anyway, uh, so Ossoff currently, the Democrat, leads uh, Purdue by four-tenths of a percent. It is 17,000 votes, almost exactly. And uh, this is actually from the liberal Washington Post, but they're pointing out, oh, that's right, we have the major Kim Jong-un news as well coming up. But um, more than 40,000 military and overseas voters received ballots for this special elections according to Secretary of State's office, uh, which is half again more than the general election. People were so intensely interested in this uh, runoff for you know fairly obvious reasons, the control of the Senate and the yeah, 90, federal government's in the balance, and it's easy to understand that. I saw one poll where 98% of voters said it was about control of the Senate, not the individual candidates. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, you know, your general election, you got everything from your local water board, whatever that is, on up to the presidency. This is... Uh, Two races, both Senate, one state, you can understand it. So anyway, they mailed out more than 40,000 military and overseas ballots. Only 4,000 of the 28,000 military ballots have been returned, according to the uh, the Secretary of State's office. 4,000 out of 28,000. And I think you can presume fairly safely that that vote's going to lean somewhat Republican. Among the civilian ballots, 6,000 have been returned, roughly half of those issued. Um, now, again, what did I just say? It's about 17,000 votes. 
So an overwhelming number would have to come back uh, leaning Republican, which is not impossible. Well, you're going to so you're going to have a, for instance, uh, a Supreme Court nomination hearing or any of his nom- a nomination hearings for any of his big uh, the secretary of defense, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, will either be chaired by, say, a Lindsey Graham for a judge or Diane Feinstein based on these numbers you're talking about. Yeah, because that, that's all that's determining it. One run race and well, these the, votes. They're leaning hard on the octogenarian uh, Diane Feinstein to give up a chairmanship. But uh, anyway, your your point is correct, though. It's entirely possible that military vote comes in fairly heavily Republican, but not enough to sway the election. And it could be, I mean, like a high school gym full of people who decide the fate of the U.S. Senate in, or, or that difference in the votes, in effect. Not to be too hip for the room if you're not into this, the, 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 the party that has the majority, you get to chair the committees, so you run the meetings. Right, right, indeed. You decide which witnesses appear and when you vote and when you don't and even when you meet. So, uh, And they, this story actually goes into some of the, uh, the issues with the Postal Service and getting the ballots in on time and how the, uh, the lockdowns and curfew have made it even worse. So, uh, again, it's, it's a slim hope if you're rooting for uh, Purdue to pull off a, a win over Ossoff, but it's not completely out of the question. Another John Ossoff tweet from years <laughs> ago. Shouldn't autocorrect know crunkest is a word? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, really interesting Kim Jong-un news. Uh, again, it happens to be from the WAPO. But uh, uh, Fathead opened a rare ruling party Congress this week with a frank admission that his country's economy had immensely underachieved in the past five years. And he said, I've learned some painful lessons from the experience. Now, that is a real departure from the whole, I am a god, I am omniscient, I have magical powers, I can Hmm. make 18 holes in in one in a row thing. So this is very Mao-like. When the Great Leap Forward failed and killed 40 million Chinese, what are you going to do? He was under a lot of political pressure and kind of took a back seat and then had to uh, regain his mojo. I wonder if that's possibly going on in North Korea right now. Yeah, they mention it's not completely unprecedented for uh, Kim uh, Jong-un, unlike his papa and grandpapa, to make a habit of admitting failures, even as he celebrates successes. In October, he made a tearful apology to the North Korean people for failing to always live up to their expectations uh, under the twin pressures of sanctions and the vid. The reason Chairman Mao ended up almost losing his position was he wouldn't admit what a failure the Great Leap Forward had been, and they kind of thought he was crazy. Everybody's starving. You don't realize this isn't working? So, again, uh, it might be just Kim Jong-un recognizing you got it. You got to at least show people you're with it enough to understand when things haven't, haven't succeeded. Right, right. So it's not clear to me how often they're supposed to hold these party congresses, but it's only the second one to take place in the last 40 years. Eh, well. Eh, I forgot. Like Vatican councils. Every 500 years we'll get around to one. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, Kim appears to be moving toward a Chinese model of meeting every five years to review and chart economic plans because centrally planned economies are the best economies, Jack. My plan is to eat. Can uh, I eat something? Yeah, that's that's not a good plan in North Korea. He made no mention of the United States in what, in what was a domestically focused speech. He made a vague reference toward reactionary forces. But unlike in 2016, he also made no mention of nuclear weapons. His language left the door open to possible engagement with President-elect Joe Biden. 
Hey, we were talking about the wellness trend a little bit ago. I'm looking up at Good Morning America. You know, it's a new year and people are into dieting and working out. Not surprising you got a new one going right now. The lemon water health trend. Please. And I got a girl up there. I, I've got it paused. She's she's holding her like glands on the back of her neck, so I'm sure she's claiming that the lemon water has really helped her glands somehow. Uh, Does the wedge of lemon make a difference? Says the headline. That's it. You know, makes it people more will lemony. never learn. Go for that if you want. I'm I'm guessing that the uh, that we we're just not no, no, we're not going to just now all of a sudden. Hey, you know what really changes your life? Freaking lemon wedges. <laughs> Remember when our our news person way way back when Jamie Coffee, uh, she was on that cleanse the diet, cleanse diet, like yes. lemon water with cayenne pepper in it or something. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. she was only on it for like six hours. Well, that was my yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> six. I think it was more like two and a half. You're supposed to do it for like forty eight or something like that, right? Yeah, she she bailed before uh, before we were off the air. Yeah, hunger is a thing. But what was funny was she was talking it up for days before she <laughs> dove into it. It was just super excited how this was going to change everything. And then by lunchtime, it was, I'm out. <laughs> Isn't any diet that's going to work really, really fast, by definition, a bad diet, a bad idea? Well, then the whole you're going to cleanse fast. your body of toxins thing. That's fake. Your body knows how. It's good. I don't know. I got toxins attached to my belly like a spackle. You ever wake up tired? Spackle. Those are toxins. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little fat around your middle? Toxins. I I do. You ever have trouble sleeping? Yes! More freaking toxins. I do! Damn toxins. Armstrong and Getty.